Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yep, and we are back. We are back. I don't know if any of you noticed, but we <laughs> took a brief hiatus <laughs> slash just didn't do shit for about a month. Right. Yeah. Well, it was called Christmas vacation. It was called Christmas. It was Having called a break. The plague. I don't know if anyone else, but we got so freaking sick at our house over and over and over again with just this virus from hell. Yeah. Yeah. And then Christmas, then New Year's, and some food poisoning in the mix of that. And now we're back. And now we're back. <laughs> so I I don't think anyone actually missed us. Well, no, I did have a few inquiries. So all three of our listeners. All three listeners did inquire. <laughs> all three of our listeners cared and wondered if we had died. Right. But we didn't. We no. didn't die. And we're back. We are. So. Here we are starting a new year. New year. Healthy. Healthy. No yep. more plague viruses from hell. Yep. Yeah. And so. fun topics. Fun. Fun. Maybe define fun. Well, mental health. It's always fun. That's the main definition of fun. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. When right you look there. up fun, the, the top word is mental health. Oh, two words. Top two words are mental health. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. clearly what they know. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. What, what are you doing to us today, woman? Well, actually, if anyone listens to the news, B. I don't. I, I am a typical man, millennial, millennial right now. I do not listen to the news. I am terrible. If my husband doesn't tell me or it doesn't flash upon my Facebook feed or my Instagram, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't have real TV. So educate us, mom. Well, recently, like in November, okay, there were four college students in Moscow, Idaho, going to the University of Idaho mm -hmm. up there that were murdered. Male or female? Three students. female, one male. Oh. Okay. Okay. And so anyway, it has been this big story because it went quite a while without um, the police letting anybody know what evidence they were collecting. And so everyone was getting quite upset because it had been over a month before they had a suspect. Well, what we didn't know behind the scenes is they were really working on it, but not knowing. So we're going to talk about that because the guy that did it is, has been over and over again described on TV as just a classic sociopath. Oh. Okay. And some of our favorite, not favorite, bad word to describe that, but the most renowned serial killers often uh, get called sociopaths. sociopaths. Or okay. a psychopath. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to dive into that. Yeah. So we are going to discuss the topic of what is a sociopath. Ooh. Ooh I know. Right? Ooh. Right. But before we get started, here is our fancy disclaimer. Oh, yeah. We missed her. Yeah. Yeah. That, the disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is not a therapy session. <laughs> And I am not your therapist. So if anything, we talk about triggers and it better not. <laughs> if this triggers anything inside you, please We've got call trouble. somebody, not us. Yeah. Do not call me. Yeah. Because why? I'm not your therapist. <laughs> call any emergency hotline. <laughs> yes. Please seek help. But most sociopaths wouldn't. But, right. Right. Yes. But anyway, if it ever triggers anything, just seek 
counseling. That's the disclaimer. Yep. And we have a resource for you that we will let you know about right now. Okay. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. That's betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. So tell me about all your uh, personality traits, mom. I mean, sociopathic personality traits. Oh, you are so mean. (laughs) (laughs) So then I'll throw it back on you. What is a sociopath? Well, according to how I've acted my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit about nobody's feelings. There you go. Is that about it? Yeah, it's pretty close. That's pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So actually... Backing the truck up, here's a little history. Okay. Yeah. We love history. We always love history. Okay. So this came about, the term sociopath and psychopath came about a long time ago. So experts, experts, a big word. Okay. Like me. Well, of experts course. Experts such right. as me. Right. First began using the term sociopathy during the 1930s. Okay. Okay. So unlike psychopathy, it wasn't easily confused with psychosis. The prefix also reflected a widely held belief that the traits and behaviors associated with sociopathy related to social environments. Okay. So then it's kind of gone on. And with the addition of the DSM-3 back in the 1980s, they started to use the terms or kind of combined the terms of sociopathy and psychopathy interchangeably. And it was added to the DSM-3 as a diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder. So we don't have a diagnosis for a sociopath or a psychopath. That's not, they're not considered a diagnosis. Okay. Okay. But the diagnosis that they're combined into and describes them is what we call an antisocial personality disorder. Okay. Okay. So if we go back, and I know everyone is so interested in this, but the therapist to me has to come out. (laughs) All right, everyone. It's nap time. I know. Yeah. Okay. Take a break. No. (laughs) Your your bathroom break. Yeah, go ahead and pee. We got about five minutes of, you know, whatever the hell she's going to (laughs) say. me rambling on (laughs) pretending I know what I'm talking about so anyway in in the 
DSM-5, okay, we've got what they call cluster B personality disorders. Okay. And it's really interesting because actually some of our past podcasts, we've covered a lot of them. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the cluster B personality disorders in the DSM mm-hmm. include the antisocial personality, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline, and histrionic, which we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a whole, if you guys haven't listened to past pro- podcasts, we have, what, all of those? Not, borderline we and haven't focused on the histrionic. Yeah, but, but everything else, we have mm-hmm. full podcasts on. Right, so yeah. Go back and listen to those because they're yep. very interesting. So our sociopath and psychopath diagnosis or characteristics fall under this antisocial. So the diagnostic criteria for an antisocial personality is a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of the rights of others occurring since age 15, as indicated by three or more of the following. Oh. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to read seven of the diagnostic criteria, and to be diagnosed with antisocial, you have to have at least three of them. Okay. Okay. So the first one, failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for arrest. Two, deceitfulness as indicated by repeated lying, using aliases, or conning others for personal profit or pleasure. Three, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead. Four, irritability and aggressiveness as indicated by repeated physical fights or assaults. Five, reckless disregard for safety of self or others. Six, consistent irresponsibility as indicated by repeated failure to sustain consistent work behavior or honor financial obligations. And seven, lack of remorse, as indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. Okay. So I have four of those. Oh, you have seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just say it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is this where well, I call somebody that's not you? Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> sort of. Oh. So basically, when we're talking about a sociopath or a psychopath, but we'll kind of just use sociopath so we don't keep saying both. Yeah. Because they're kind of so similar. And honestly, I don't think... Anytime we hear it, like, in the media or on the news or in history of people being psychopaths versus sociopaths, yeah, I don't think that they even have a, a distinction between the two yeah. either. They're really interchangeable. Right. Yeah. So, basically, some psychologists and researchers try to make a distinction between the two. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they're just... they. They're just slightly a little bit different. Okay. But it looks like what they're saying is psychopathy is sometimes seen as involving more planned behavior. Okay. The behavior might not necessarily be violent, but it's typically premeditated. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. With sociopathy, we have behavior... They might actually have a little bit of a conscience and a sense of right and wrong or morality, but that sense of morality 
doesn't line up with culture, cultural and social norms. Oh, okay. okay. Instead, people with sociopathy often justify actions that they recognize as wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. But one of the most distinguishing factors that we see overall is really kind of a sen- uh, overall, I guess, lack of remorse. Yeah, you hear that, that like a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially in like the old, the older right. cases, and that falls and... into that antisocial diagnostic one of lack of remorse. They yeah. just they just don't care if they've hurt someone. Zero empathy, mm-hmm. zero remorse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Zero given Fs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there's this long, long argument, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's still like a discussion going on. Okay. Are we born with it? Oh, my God. I have. So I, I'm i a huge true crime podcast Yep, junkie. you are. You don't watch TV or the news. No, no, I don't. But I listen to podcasts. Okay. Which is weird because now I'm, I'm on a podcast. I listen to podcasts. It's. Apparently, it's just taken over my entire life. Apparently. Um, but yeah, that is a huge argument. So I ha- I listen to, um, I'll, I'll uh, shout out Morbid. Morbid is my favorite podcast right now. <laughs> and the two girls that put it on, um, they dive into such deep research about who these killers, serial killers, or whatever they're classified as, yeah. dive into their upbringing. And it's vastly different. There are some that you're like, yeah, you you wouldn't have had any other choice but to be a messed up serial killer with the way you got brought up. But then you hear of someone equally as terrible getting brought up in the most loving home. Right. And you're like, what in the hell? So that is, I, I have never heard a distinction between the two either. Yeah. And it's insane to me. Well, when I was researching for this, you know, there's this still this idea like, um, that, it results from differences in the brain. See, and that would yeah. make more sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, including the gray matter. And, and you know, um, it says for people with sociopathy, increased neuron function in certain parts of the brain may factor into the development of some sense of morality. So it's like, you know, again, is it developed? And I think, I think it's maybe a little both. I think if there's a precursor, and then you also have a really shitty upbringing. Uh-huh. You're kind of destined to not be able to function how society and normal right. people would. Yeah. You know, does that mm-hmm. make sense? Well, we look at, um, you know, the past podcasts we've done, and we've talked about, you know, narcissistic personality and borderline where, you know, it's developed it when we're very young Mm -hmm. based upon whether emotional needs were met what was going on in our environment yeah when we were really little because they say our personality is formed when we're really small what we were talking about age three or something yeah teeny tiny yeah we we are Mm -hmm. we have the personality we are stuck with yeah yeah well i sorry to just piggyback i definitely think that there is a neurological development lack thereof mm-hmm. however that really does drive the typical what we know as a sociopath i really yeah. i i do yeah, yeah. but i def- definitely think that the environment of which you're raised in plays a big part of plays it. a big part yeah. of it yep oh i know because if so. it didn't we wouldn't have you know people who were raised 
and, you know, reported as completely normal, completely great, mm-hmm. loving parents, and then turn into a sociopath, at that point, it doesn't make sense. Right. So, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. The brain is crazy. <laughs> ah. So if we look at a sociopath, so what are some of the behaviors that we would find with someone that we would call a sociopath? Well, I think like the telltale sign of what we all know from listening to history and, you know, documentaries. And and your podcast. And my my podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just the ignoring the social normals, laws, not being able to deal with rules in school. Just that that typical obeying rules, Uh I guess. Yeah. Is one of the first things I would come to is, you know. And interesting, too, because most of people who are diagnosed with antisocial have a diagnosis in childhood of, like, a conduct disorder. Okay, so Uh their school is constantly Uh like, Jimmy will not stay in his damn seat. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And harassing others, destroying property. I mean, just getting in trouble as kids. Yeah, stealing. Uh Uh-huh. Rummaging through Uh other backpacks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh And with that, the dishonesty... The deceiving people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then as Mm -hmm. they become older, probably the false identities, right? Yeah. You know, and a lot of, um, just a lot of manipulation. Yeah. You know, kind of key. And again, this overlaps with some of our other diagnoses. Right. It really Mm -hmm. does. It does. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. then stands true as to the Mm -hmm. personality disorders that come in with these. Yeah. Yeah. And we do see in more of the male sociopaths we do see a lot of aggression physical fights um you know just conflict with people yeah Yeah, you you don't get along you hear of just the the snap Mm -hmm. one minute they're great one minute they're not and it's like you can literally see their eyes flash to a difference whatever's going on yep Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and one of the diagnostic criteria that we see but with I think this was mentioned in the DSM, mm-hmm. but honestly, they just do not regard anybody else's personal safety. Okay. Okay. They, they do not care. Well, they, they it's like they don't regard anyone else's personal anything. Right. Cause they have Empathy, no feelings, right. Safety. Cause they have no guilt or remorse. Yeah. So they don't care. Oh, that's so they scary. They just don't care, you know, and oftentimes, but not always too, we see, people that just really don't do well with responsibilities. Like they're not good workers. They get laid off a lot. They don't pay bills. Mm. You know, there's a pattern there, not all the time, but that is one of the things that, that comes along with that. Well, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. You have, it's confining to the norms. Yeah. So another thing that I found really interesting with that too, um, is that in their own personal personalities, I guess, is that they're very arrogant and superior. A lot of times they'll come across with these opinions that you will not, they're opinionated as hell. You're not mm-hmm. going to budge them from yeah. their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they'll use different charismatic techniques to manipulate people, either yeah. be funny or intelligent or philosophical right. to manipulate mm-hmm. and be charming. Well, I think one of the things I was just going to say, I think one of the things that we hear a lot of is how charming these people can be. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. How charming because they are like, you know, a lot of people really like them, mm-hmm. you know, but it's interesting because there's a dark side to them because sometimes they come across as like 
in a group of being real likable, but they also tend to be loners. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have a specific mm -hmm. group of friends, but they kind of fit in with a mass maybe? Well, if, if I think they come across as charming if they're maybe, I hate to say it, but if they've got a target on someone. Okay. Okay. But oftentimes too, they can be quite, quite, um, like off on their own and loners and not socialize, but in a social setting, they can kind of ramp it up. Like turn it on, turn it mm -hmm. off. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. That's that manipulation too. You know, you it, know? it's interesting too, because it seems like they have such a, um, like a sociopath would have such a lack of an identity mm -hmm. and their own personality. And it's like, what an interesting, lonely life too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one of the things too, what we, when we're talking about people that are sociopathic, they don't often have like long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they might have, it's kind of like they're good for a while, but when people catch on to them, the relationship goes south. Yeah. You know, you can only put that facade out there for so long till right. somebody goes, okay, you've got a dark side. I don't like, right. you know, this is you're you've got characteristics. I'm not buying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even if it's something that they don't catch on right away, it's like looking back, they're like, oh, that was a little screwed up mm -hmm. like that. I thought that was sweet. I thought that was great, but really that's, that's not okay. However. Yeah. No. And I think that goes along with, um, one of the things that we see with them is just kind of a lack of love. Mm. And I think it's because they don't, they don't really care about people. They don't care about the feelings and needs of others. They don't care about people. Mm -hmm. They don't have these long-term relationships. They, they put on this good facade, but there is just that lack of love. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh? That is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things too, um, and this is a question when we were talking about doing this podcast that me and you brought up mm -hmm. is in looking at this and we've looked at serial killers and stuff that we kind of want to talk about. Yeah, the, the, the juicy end, details. The juicy stuff. Yeah. But one of the things that we brought up is there's not a lot out there on a female sociopath. I literally looked up if a female could be a sociopath, sociopath. I because know. it wasn't clarified. And right. the more I thought about it, I was like, shit, is this, is, is it this all something just... a female could be? Right. Yeah. Like, isn't that funny? Even though I knew it had to be. Because everything just... that we talk about is like this male orientation yeah. to, you yes. know, and yes. it's like, so we actually did find out that yes, there are a lot of uh, female sociopaths, just as many as men. Yes. Yeah, right. it's just as many as men, but it seems to be not as documented. Mm -hmm. um, and I found this really interesting on a, a Q&A, you know, type website. Okay. You know, someone had asked, why are there more sociopaths who are men than women? And this person and, you know, his credentials is study psychology, but it sounded legit. So we're going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> of course but if it's on the internet it's true it has to be true right this guy must be a doctor well yeah yeah certainly yeah Clearly. has studied psychology yeah <laughs> i took a put... psychology class in high school i did too so i'm basically a doctor all right yeah um but i'm not gonna say his name i'm not gonna reference because i just i don't need anyone coming at me but basically 
he wrote down um, a very interesting point, and it says, because most male psychopaths are more impulsive, high-tempered, dominant, and power-hungry than female uh-huh. sociopaths, right. female sociopaths are not caught as often as male sociopaths because they are more calculative okay. and oftentimes more clever with how they present their sociopathic tendencies. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, female sociopaths can easily turn tables on whoever called them out for what they are. They'll just flip a switch quick as they come. Um, okay. But they're more diabolical. So they're like oh. the lawn game. Okay. Where okay. with m- male personality traits it's more fire instantly right which goes back to that physical fights yes aggressiveness the physical fights yeah Mm -hmm. because we tend to always associate when we feel when you hear physical fights you always think a man yeah and yeah because honestly most Most of the time they are right i mean there's some pretty great chick fights well yeah if anyone's ever watched yellowstone (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah just say it (laughs) (laughs) but yes definitely but yeah so it seems like a female sociopath why we don't see as many of them documented is because the long game is more of what they're doing Uh they're more going after the long game it's not that instant satisfaction so we don't necessarily see the bullshit they're doing right where men it's more of the then and now and that Mm -hmm. impulse driven Uh uh-huh and that's why we see more of them getting caught Mm -hmm. than diagnosed right So it was just kind of interesting. So then looking at the female end. Oh, God. You know what? Every time we go through female personality disorders, it's like, yes, in in media, in news, in history, we hear of men, psychopaths, and the serial killers often are men and all this stuff. But when you truly dive into female personality disorders of any kind, Mm -hmm. it's kind of disturbing. I know. Because it's like, they, it's, like, it's out there. They lurk in the shadows. And, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, we'll go into females now. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the females because basically they are not, they're kind of underdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. They are just underdiagnosed. Yep. Yep. But they're there. They are. They are there and thriving. Right. So um, let's just talk about some of the characteristics we would find with a female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> So the thing that pops out for me with um, female, mm-hmm. with any of that, is just emotional manipulation. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. We have to be real careful of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, and this, you know, it's kind of interesting because they talked about that cluster B of all the personalities, you know, but borderline. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we talked about just kind of pops out as this also as a personality disorder with that, not just antisocial, but the borderline and histrionic pop out because we see a lot of overlap Mm -hmm. with, you know, we don't really call a borderline personality a sociopath, mm -hmm. but they kind of fit. They do. And I wonder too, going back to the, we don't see as many women being caught or performing who knows? They might just be better at hiding their bodies. Who the hell knows anymore? With, what, serial killers? Still, yeah, exactly. Serial killers. I was just so, thinking that. Yeah. yeah we don't we see don't. as many. There are. There are a hell of a lot of women serial killers. But you hear of more men. Right. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's why we hear more borderline personalities, because they haven't crossed over that cusp 
uh-huh. to be a sociopath right. that they don't really get to that point of like, oh shit, that maybe that's what they are. Yeah. They are a sociopath. They just haven't done they the just, violent crimes. Right. Well, they just present different. Yeah, they present. Oh, so uh, crazy. You know, because basically there's a real difference between men and women. Yeah, there is. No yeah. matter how many times people want to say there's not, there, 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 there are. There is. We, yeah. We sorry. do. Mm-hmm naturally yeah. act different unfortunately <laughs> so another um in looking at the female part another thing that they do is they need to be the center of attention yes okay and they just want to be validated and admired and you know it's interesting because that falls into other categories as well as well as the the seductive behavior yeah the flaunting mm-hmm. the hanging on the getting men wrapped around their little fingers mm-hmm. the or you know even yeah. men women they get whoever they're after yep use physical appearance right to gain the attention yeah yep they do that yeah and then with that though also then that that quick snap of a mood swing extreme mm-hmm. one way or another mood swings yep yep and, you know, what we see in these underlying other, you know, like the borderline and stuff that is really similar to this with the sociopaths is, you know, you have this underlying anxiety and depression stuff that can often happen. And mm-hmm. we see more of, again, men, men aren't as good at being diagnosed with that because they don't want, they don't need help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we do see a, a lot of this overlap with that. So I thought it was real interesting that, you know, they said that there's as many sociopathic women as there are men, but we just don't label them that way. Mm-hmm. You know, a man goes out and does something, the first thing we want to label him as is a sociopath. Yeah. You know, where he might have these narcissistic traits. One of the things that I was reading is that um, every male sociopath mm-hmm. also could be diagnosed with narcissism which well was what we're saying yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. yeah yeah you know one thing i i found interesting with the female sociopath is that they tend to think that relationships are more endearing and intimate than relationships truly are oh really and it's almost like they they fantasize and they fairy tale and they disney princess this Really? Relationship. That's interesting. And the moment it's not like that, uh-huh. they get bored and they're done. Oh. And they get they get out. And so it's like this fantasy realm. And as soon as that honeymoon period's over and people go back to acting just like normal humans, uh-huh. yeah. they're done. They're done. out. Wow. Or then they're, they twist it around and become diabolical on a whole nother scale of who knows. But <laughs> that goes into one of your podcasts that yeah. you listen to. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> So basically one of the things that they say too and looking at that is that they kind of move through society in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in terms of danger, I guess they are considering a female sociopath is a little bit more powerful only because they're, I guess, sneakier and they're not diagnosed as much and they go kind of undetected. Fly under the radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, it makes sense. It's the same diagnosis. Yeah. But two different total representations of it. Yeah. Well, actually, let's kind of talk about, you know, we've kind of gone over some criteria. Let's kind of talk about the 
the one on the news that you don't know anything about. Yeah, educate me, Mama. Yeah. So you honestly haven't heard about this? No. Well, you've you've told me a few minutes ago at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, well, yeah, just then. <laughs> That's it. I yeah. seriously don't know anything. Oh, my word. <laughs> but I will uh-huh and nod along like I know exactly like you know. what you're talking about, which well, is 90%. Well, this one is kind of fascinating. So they've actually had some comparisons to this one and Ted Bundy. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. So it's kind of been interesting. Mm. Well, not that this one has killed as much, but yeah. there's just some of the what keeps coming out. Like I said, is that they keep describing him as a sociopath. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, um, in Moscow, Idaho, which I had said earlier, University of Idaho. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it this happened November thirteenth, and in the early hours of the morning, like three, four o'clock in the morning. This guy went into an off-campus college housing, okay. okay, and brutally stabbed four people. In the same house? Yes. Oh, God. And okay. um, a girl and her boyfriend and then two other female roommates. There were also two roommates in the house that were not harmed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this guy... Um, they didn't even arrest him until December 30th. So it went well over a month before they even had a suspect that we knew about on the news. Yeah. Okay. But this guy, this is the interesting part. So this guy, his name is Brian Kohlberger. Okay. okay. He's 28 years old. He's a PhD student at the Washington State University in Pullman, Washington, which is only eight miles away from the town where these girls were in Moscow. Okay. Okay. So, so really close to the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's studying uh, criminal justice and criminology. Holy hell. Right? Yeah. Okay. And so basically looking at his profile, he was kind of, he's been described as kind of like, um, uh, like creepy. I, I, that would probably uh-huh. be accurate, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And he worked as a teaching assistant because he's a PhD mm-hmm. student. Okay? okay. And then after committing these murders, he drove back to um, Pennsylvania. His father came out, drove back with him on a road trip to spend Christmas at home, and he was actually arrested in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So... What they're describing, like he just, he's, if you see him on TV, which you haven't, okay, he's got this kind of stoic face. He just, you know, he's back, he got extradited back to Idaho for um, the trial. He's, you know, in jail, of course, without bond. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also the question, too, because of his, his history. Okay, mm-hmm. whether or not this was the first time he had killed. Yes, uh-huh. that mm-hmm. is definitely a concern. Right. So one of the things that just popped out that was on the news, uh-huh. okay, is that as part of his graduate studies, okay, Kohlberger had posted a survey on Reddit, okay, oh. asking per- prospective participants to provide information about how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so he had several other questions, but that's the one that pops out is like, wow. It's like, yeah. Uh huh. What an interesting. And it was approved by the committee for him to do this as a survey as part of his. Well, he's in criminal justice. Mm-hmm. He's in yeah. psychology. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't suspect that yep. he might be doing it for his own homework. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's one that's just going on. And then, also, you wouldn't know about this, but um, there's a lady from Massachusetts, a 39-year-old wife and mother, okay, that's been missing since New Year's Eve. Her husband did not report her missing until three days later, and mm. she works in Washington, D.C., and she didn't show up for work, and then her husband reports her missing. Okay? hmm And so this is still in the works, but he has been arrested because he's been given false information. Uh, yeah. But they looked into his past, and he's had some criminal history and was also in the past described as a sociopath. Well, there's your sign, folks. Right? Isn't that something? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're just popping out everywhere. Oh, my hell. Yeah. They haven't. I don't think they found her yet. I don't oh. know if there's been an update today, but I don't think they've actually found her yet. No, how sad. Yeah. Like, I I feel so bad for victims of that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, any yeah. of the, the four in Moscow, Idaho, and then yeah. this gal. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, what are yeah. these people doing? No, no, getting involved with sociopaths. <laughs> no, I, well, not them. I'm oh, not them. victim okay. shaming here. I'm saying, what are the sociopaths doing? Well, they don't care. <laughs> they're doing what they're designed to do. Yeah. Apparently. Oh my gosh, yep. that's so scary. Yep. So anyway, you know, basically, when we talk about a sociopath, here's here's my advice: stay away from them. God, if you can help it, if oh you my even word! Know. If you can recognize it, like looking at the traits that we talked about with the male and female, mm-hmm. you know, if you're around someone that just is creepy or just doesn't have remorse, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because I was actually talking to a client last week, and she was in a relationship that has ended, mm-hmm. but she actually asked him just like, do you have any empathy? And she said instantly, without even thinking about it, he goes, no. <laughs> well, there's your sign. I know. It's just like, well, there you go. You know, this mm-hmm. guy's got problems, whether he's a sociopath or not. He's definitely probably narcissistic as hell. Yeah. You know, but it's back to don't, you know, if you can get away from people yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. If someone just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Or just doesn't say that the correct, I hate to even say this, the correct normal things. Right. But just that that just makes you feel icky, makes you feel uncomfortable. That's probably a damn good reason. Right. Because as we've covered, I don't know, countless times during this podcast is when there's red flags, they're usually there for a goddamn good reason. Right. Yep. And you're not crazy in thinking that you see red flags. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because probably truly are there. Right. Right. So that just kind of wraps up a sociopath. That's so freaking scary. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, every horror movie, every crazy documentary, (laughs) every scary story. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Seems to like root back around to sociopath of Uh some form or another. And oh my gosh, it's terrifying. Yeah. So actually, 
what we want to do as part of our Patreon program mm-hmm. and added content is talk about a really kind of famous serial killer. Very that, famous. Very famous that actually killed several people in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. And I actually have personal stories. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Related to this person. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And it is Ted Bundy. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. So if anyone wants to um, participate in our Patreon program, they then, will be able to hear those. Then stay tuned because we're going to talk about him and some personal stories. Yep. And I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has at least heard the name Ted Bundy. If you haven't, look it up. Look it up if you're ready for some scary shit. Right. That man is the definition of a sociopath. Oh. The definition. Yeah. Scary, scary stuff. Scary stuff. But yeah, so. Okay. We appreciate your guys' support, and we appreciate those of you that noticed we were not here for (laughs) a while, and that we took a little hiatus. We're Um, back. We're back. And uh, just, you know, any support, we appreciate it. Any reviews, five-star reviews would be great. Join our Patreon any support is appreciated, seriously. And thank you for listening. And if you are a member of the Patreon, stay tuned. Mm-hmm.